Hi, you're listening to the Raise the Vibe with Liz podcast. I'm your host, Liz Peterson. I interview today's inspirational speakers and healers. Thank you for listening to the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Raise the Vibe with Liz. I'm your host, Liz Peterson, and today I am hosting Jan Stringer. We're going to be talking all about the magic of sacred synchronicity, one of my favorite topics. I'm super excited, but let me go ahead and read you Jan's bio first. So Jan Stringer, founder of Perfect Customers, Inc., is a pioneer in applying the law of attraction to business and will give you everything you need to get started immediately on your way to building your heart-centered business, doing something that you love. She can help you eliminate costly mistakes and take the struggle out of reaching your business goals. Her books, Attracting Perfect Customers, The Power of Strategic Synchronicity and Being Attraction, that's B-E-E-I-N-G, What Love Has to Do with Business and Marketing, illustrate a fresh angle about doing business in the new economy. Jan's training defies logic and will have your heart-centered business be successful. Jan, welcome to the show. Thank you, Liz. Great to be with you. Yeah, so great to have you. Super excited about this conversation about synchronicity. So why don't you go ahead and share what was your journey to coming up with this concept? Yeah, I'm, uh, I've, started my business over 20 years ago. So uh, I was a corporate person, you know, many, many years doing that sort of thing, VP of sales, 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 all about that inside of other companies. And uh, I had gotten to this place, I know many have experienced that, where you just feel like you check your soul at the door, pick it up on the way home. So Uh, One day I'm like, I've just got to find out what am I passionate about? And there's got to be, you know, I could been in sales for so long that I'm sure I could eke out a living for myself after earning, you know, so many millions of dollars for other companies. So um, that's how it all got started. And it took me about three years of soul searching to figure out what do I want to do? You know, like, what is my message? And that's really uh, what I was most interested in. What am I passionate about? And uh, after I, you know, it all started to come in together, it took a while, but my passion turned out helping others to do the same thing, to really tap into why am I in the business I'm in? And what's the purpose that is, you know, combining my passion and purpose with this this particular way that I'm earning a living. So I've been doing that for um, many, many years. And that was what the the key focus was for those years. But I've been uh, shifting and changing like so many of us. So I'll tell you about that as we go forward. But that's how I got started. Yeah. Awesome. And you were really a pioneer in the whole law of attraction movement. You want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, um, I learned about law of attraction through books and Unity Church, and uh, I started applying that principle at my in my work um, as a VP of sales. And one day, I just noticed that's very interesting. You know that when so when when I know so and so is on the line, I get excited about them. But when I know it's somebody else. I don't get excited about it. Maybe I let it roll over to the voicemail and I'm like, what is that? How can I have more uh, customers that are uh, the kind of people that I really want to work with? And that's how that got started. Just my own inquiry. And I realized I had been applying the law of attraction to my particular business. And uh, so when I left corporate America, I started to, I'd never seen anybody out there, and all the law of attraction discussions really applying it to a business focus. So uh, I was a pioneer with that. Awesome. Can you define what your definition of synchronicity is for us? Synchronicity for me is is something that uh, happens. It's a natural state of occurrence that happens but it always seems magical or it seems out of the blue, but really what it's a law of physics that when I am truly in alignment with what I'm all about and I'm in 
in alignment with my path that's in alignment with the universe, what the universe has in store with me, these synchronicities start to happen more frequently. So that's what I think it is. And lately I've been defining uh, synchronicity a little bit more on a spiritual side, but for the first part of my business uh, for the last 20 years, I was only in a more of a business context, but um, I think synchronicity is uh, uh, what I used to say is it's a strategic result, you know, like that's what I knew. So when I started my business, I created a strategy that I taught to so many people and it's about how to attract your perfect customer through a strategic plan. And that's really functioning, you know, still works. It works fine, but the world has changed in those many years. And, uh, mm-hmm. I, I too have changed and I realized that I wanted more of a spiritual and a sacred approach. And so now my focus is how can I really tune into my divine, my, uh, spirit, my guides, my angels, you know, on, you know, however you want to describe it and speak and walk my truth. And then, and only then when I am truly feeling uh, in, in touch with that, do these synchronicities start to happen more frequently. I see. So with your connection with spirit, that's where um, you made the switch from just regular synchronicity to sacred synchronicity, calling it sacred yeah. synchronicity. Can you talk about that a little bit more? The sacred synchronicity mm-hmm. is a concept. Uh, it actually was invented uh, in a VIP session I had with a very magical being named Alan Davidson, um, who gifted me with this particular uh, session in May of 2017. And um, in August of that same year, my husband died. And he and I were business partners and it was, he'd been ill, but uh, it was very sudden that his death occurred. And because I think because that was like the beginning of a whole new transition for me that I had been in a particular, you know, way of doing things for, well, many years, but then all of a sudden everything changed, you know, like I didn't know who I was. I didn't know how I did things anymore. I didn't even know what I truly wanted. So it was, it was a, a redirection of my life. And I spent the last four years uh, going into, well, what do I really want now? And I've moved more away from just traditional business concepts and helping business owners, more into helping people um, look into their soul. And that's really what I think my gift was all along. And I taught that, you know, and I just called it something different, but now I'm more, more blatant about it, let's say, because, uh, I came out and I just, I've been letting people know I am so psychic. I'm very psychic. I'm clairvoyant. I was always intuitive. But as a friend of mine corrected me one day, she says, stop saying you're intuitive. You are psychic, you know? Yeah. And um, uh, I stumbled into a book that was actually on my shelf for many years by Sonia Choquette called The Psychic Pathway, you know, thumbing through it. She defined psychic for me that really helped. Uh, it, It means translated of the soul. Oh, wow. And so when I read that, I went, okay, now this, that was a sacred synchronicity to stumble into the book, the very message I needed to help me feel more comfortable with saying, yeah, I'm psychic. I'm of the soul. And I, I help people to look in their soul. I can mirror that back to them because we can't do that for ourselves. And so that, that, that kind of put everything at, in a relaxed way for me that, um, before I was a little nervous about. Wow. That's beautiful. Jan, I have goosebumps or as I like to call them <laughs> goosebumps around that, that definitely was yeah. a synchronicity for sure. Definitely. I want to speak to that a little bit more, your self-discovery piece, because I think when we experience loss or we're experiencing adversity, we really go into a place of self-discovery 
So can you share a little bit more with our listeners about what that process was for you, you know, to maybe give them, you know, a look into how, you know, what we're experiencing right now, all of the difficulty and division and adversity that we're experiencing over the last couple of years, how they can actually use that, you know, to go into a space of self-discovery. Yeah. Well, uh, when COVID hit, for example, um, I was on the, I was getting ready to sell my business. I had someone already uh, ready to do that, to buy it. And uh, I was going to go into, you know, whatever was next for me. I didn't quite know at that point. And then, you know, we have this pandemic and I just put the sale of business on the back burner because it felt like not it didn't feel as important anymore. Like other things became important. I think that's what happens in a, in a tragedy is that other things that weren't important before become more important. And so for me, the, uh, as I was delving into that, I started to um, seek out other teachers. So I've been a teacher and a coach for all these years but I felt like I needed to go and learn some things from other people so that they could reflect my soul to me. I, I needed that. So um, that's how I got started with it. And then writing is always a good way to get started with things for me. And I was invited to be part of a, a compilation book called soulful leadership. And I'm like, well, I think instead of, you know, just, putting out what I have always talked about, this is the opportunity to bring forth uh, sacred synchronicity. So I started there with a a 700 word chapter and then uh, other synchronicities start to happen from that. That was a, a seed, a catalyst. And one of them was that I was invited to speak at the Soulful Leadership Retreat. That was a virtual retreat. And I'm like, oh, gosh, now I have to really talk about sacred synchronicity. What is it? And it was it was scary because and daunting because I didn't have those words like for you want to talk about attracting perfect customer. I can just do that, you know, all day, all night. Right. So easy. But here's a new language. I don't know what I'm I'm speaking. And I had to really go inside of myself to go, Okay. What does spirit want me to say? And Mm -hmm. that was, that is how I've really gone through it. I don't have it all figured out, but I'm just baby stepping it. You know, I've had like a big change. My life is different. I feel different. The world is different. So I can't take these big giant steps. I can take little bitty guided steps and trust that I'm going to be okay, that I'm going to be guided. And so I, I did that event and I'm like, well, I think if people hear me speak and they want to know more, I need to have something to offer. So I offered them a class and a free session with me. Oh, that's great. So then I had like, um, um, all these sessions and I went to the very first one and she shared with what she would like to talk about. And then I said, well, would you like me? This was just a nudge. I hadn't really pre-thought it that I was aware of. I said, well, would you like me to respond as a traditional business type coach response? Or do you want to hear from the voice of sacred synchronicity? I had never said that before. And I'm just, now I'm in this space of allowing it to emerge. You know, I'm like, whose voice of sacred synchronicity? That's me. And so she says, yes, you know, her eyes lit up. She goes, oh, yeah, let's hear from that. And so it was the, you know, spirit saying, do your thing, use your gift. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to have everything figured out. And so that was the beginning of me stepping into my um, spiritual psychic self. And I've done uh, lots and lots of these sessions since that time. And each one, I get a little deeper into allowing myself to be, you know, the messenger, being guided, showing people what they need to see or are sending a message to them of what they need to hear. That's fantastic. I love that. 
what are some of the messages that sacred synchronicity wants to channel through you? Uh, surprisingly enough, uh, some of them have been around healing. I never really thought of myself as a healer per se, but um, I started uh, bringing through some information from Atlantis and I was able to share uh, he, he, healing that we did in Atlantis. I know I'm a descendant from there. I have many memories. And one of the memories that was coming back to me is of the temple, the healing temple. And so when the, when I was working with somebody and they, they needed healing, the temple would appear in my vision. They may not see it if they're not, you know, visual as I am, but I would see it. I was so vividly and I would take people into the, um, into the temple and I would just be guided how to work with them. And, um, but the Atlantean healing temple is just, it is just magical. It's so beautiful. It's like this big dome shaped, uh, room and it has beautiful art and sculptures and, you know, the energy is so high and, and many times people for the healing to occur need a raise in their vibration. Mm -hmm. And I have mm -hmm. since learned one of my teachers, Barry Ocotel, helped me to learn that there's a difference in frequency and vibration, that our frequency is our connection with our divine. Mm -hmm. And our, our vibration is the vibration for our outward self. And so those are two different things. So what I hadn't known before that is that if I was just working on raising my vibration, you know, if you think about the um, uh, Hawkins scale, you know, of vibration, you know, where you can raise, you know, different emotional uh, vibrations and numbers on his chart. You can chart yourself there and, and raise your vibration by changing your emotions. But if you're not doing the sacred work, the frequency work, there can be an imbalance and you may not be getting, you won't be getting sacred synchronicity unless you're bringing the two together. And so that's what I learned as I was in my own Atlantean healing process and temple. Uh, so that was one thing is healing. Um, what's another thing? Love. I, I've been helping people with romantic partners. Uh, I met my own uh, twin flame recently, which has been very, very uh, spiritual. A twin flame connection uh, forces you almost into a deeper spiritual connection if you're ready for it. But if you're not, then the partner that's not ready for it will Will bolt and I had that happen so um, it has caused me to uh, have a deep um, healing when that happened first you're elated you've met your your twin flame and then they leave they separate and your soul is just in anguish and I had to really go into a dark night of my soul and let out all of that pain so I didn't know what was happening, but fortunately, there's some great materials and books to read about it, and, and it helped me to understand it. So now I'm helping others to tap into who is their perfect love, who, who would be their spiritual romantic partner, or even twin flame or soulmate. Wow, that's great. So those are some of them, and... Uh, so those, I, I think I will be teaching, I, I see four different areas, probably something around the heart, something around healing, something around your success and something around um, uh, probably your, your financial success. Because I, I know I can help people make more money, but I haven't really dipped my toe in that department too much yet, but. Anyway, it's, it's all there, you know, becoming nice. And that's similar to, um, your strategic attraction model with the five steps, mm -hmm. you know, really laying it out and opening it up for people to really dive in and get in alignment. So with, um, the work that you've been doing so far with sacred synchronicity, what are some of the ways that we can get in alignment 
you know, with it to be, to have that awareness, to be in a flow with that synchronicity. One, it sounds very simple, really, but busyness is one of the hardest things to balance and be spiritual. It, I, I can't do what I do and be super busy, hyper busy, like I used to go, you know, I need a lot of space. I need a lot of room to be. That is probably one of the biggest things that people have a challenge with if they're, you know, they have families, they have careers, they have all sorts of commitments. So probably if you wanted to start somewhere is to find a place, a a space inside of your life where you can definitely tap into what you're all about. And that can be done. It can be done through working with teachers or through somebody like me who can help you to see why, why are you busy? Why are you so busy? It's, it's not a time when we're supposed to be busy, busy, busy all the time. It's a time where we're supposed to learn more about who we are and tap into our own, our own divine uh, connection. Nice. That's so true, too. There are so many gifts and personal development and looking within and taking the time and creating space for yourself to just be and listen. I use things. I use cards. Uh, this is a very simple tool. Anybody, you can use any set of cards, I think. I have one called the Divine Dog Wisdom, which is awesome. But this is one I use a lot. It's called the Energy Oracle Cards uh, by Sandra Ann Taylor. Cool. Don't know her personally, but I, I find cards is a way to tap into it. You know, just drawing cards and, and letting, what is the the message that you're getting and pause. And there's a, there's a moment you can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can see my, my little sacred geometry. Nice. Spinning up here. The, this is a Metatron cube. It's all built um, in sacred geometry, which uh, sacred geometry is the law of physics that when you are in perfect alignment with yourself and your environment, then you start to have those synchronicities. And so you can do, you can create your space to be in alignment with your divine self. So that's another thing you could do. Um, I thought of another one. Um, That'll come back to me in a second. (laughs) Lots of little things, you know, these are not overly big things, but making making your space, making your life, have something built in where you can feel your connection to spirit. Nice. And I'm sure it's very individual to everyone. You know, what works for them, ways that they can connect with spirit, you know, make that connection, whether it be through meditation or cards or another divination tool or the sacred geometry, as you were saying, or, you know, other modalities for sure. Even, you know, walking, intentional walking, Yes, I do that every day, every day. I love I, that. Well, I have a dog, so she she gets me out. But, uh, oh, I thought of the other thing uh, that I've been trying lately that I really like as a tip. Um, go to YouTube. There are tons and tons and tons of videos that very talented people have made. And I sleep to them and I put them on at night. Sleep time is a wonderful creation time. You can, you can tap into your ethereal self. You may have, you know, a lot going on during the day, but that's your time. You can use it to uh, raise your frequency, clear your aura, you know, align your chakras, have deeper sleep, have better dreams, attract your twin flame. And there's all of these wonderful things out on YouTube and uh, hypnosis. I mean, there's lots of places that you just see what draws you in. If you feel a resonance with it, give it a try. But I do that every single night. I'm, I'm finding that very helpful. That's awesome. I love that too. Yeah. You know, sleep and dream is a really important time mm-hmm. for sure. And journaling. Yeah. Many you know, you journal. Yeah. 
it's not rocket scientist. It's um, finding ways of, of what works for you and uh, allowing yourself the gift of this connection. Cool. I loved what you said in your article, spiritual relationships that take you closer to God and help you to see who you are at a soul level. Can you talk a little bit about that sacred connection with people? Yeah, I found out uh, through the Attracting Perfect Customer work, you know, that, um, you know, just very simply that uh, there are certain people that I'm in alignment with and certain people I'm not. And and the ones that I'm in soul resonance with are the ones that I want to be with. And so sometimes uh, there's people around you that you aren't in soul resonance, but you'll know the ones that are because they're the ones that they love what you say. They align with, you know, they, they have similar values. Um, uh, so if you're going to hang out with certain people, be, let it be people that you're in resonance with. And I, you know, people can come and go. Not everybody is forever. And so sometimes we draw the people in that we need to learn from or learn a soul lesson from. They can be our greatest teachers. But the ones that you really want to spend your your quality time with are the ones that really they see you and you see them. And that's that's what's most important. These are your spiritual connections. Nice. Beautiful. I love those spiritual connections. Yeah, me too. They really do, you know, give us little gifts. They're beautiful gifts in our life, for sure. We're such a web, you know, such a weave of tapestry of life, just influencing each other as we weave next to one another. Absolutely. I love the way you said that. I I like that image of weaving. Um, It makes it very beautiful. Thanks. How can we bring sacred synchronicity into our lives? Well, listening to this is one way. <laughs> it's like before you listen to this, you didn't know there was anything that existed like that. But and that's what I've discovered. I'll, I will share with people. It's kind of like I can share with you the information, but the experience is what counts. So I've I've been discovering that people I, I'll share a little bit about it. Maybe not a lot, just maybe even those two words. And next thing I know, I have people saying, I've had a sacred synchronicity or they're telling me, oh, that's a sacred synchronicity. So it's when you see it, you know, it was divine. It was sacred. It was it wasn't it it, only the angels or God could have created that to happen because it's so um, out of the blue or synchronistic. And so uh, how can you have more of that? Stop trying to force things. And I think just listen inwardly, tap into your guides. It's great to have people like me and so many other gifted people, you know, do sessions with you, but you've got your your own connections. And so just tap into that. How do you do that? It's so simple. It could be that walk. It could be uh, picking a card. It could be closing your eyes for a second and just asking, what does my soul want? Hmm. What does my soul want for me? Nice. I love that. That's a really powerful question too. And just Mm -hmm. take the time and like you said, just listen. Yeah. Yeah. And just trust, you know, trust that you are getting your own information. There's no wrong information for you. And uh, I think psychics and the work that I do around that is mostly helpful when somebody uh, just needs a prompt or they need a a nudge. Um, And so sometimes that's all you need just to get it going. Mm -hmm. And then you take it from there or, and then surround yourself. So I get, I said this already, really, but surround yourself with those kind of people that you can go to. Hey, I've got my my gal pals, you know, and I'm like, hey, what do you hear when I say this? I need I need some, you know, feedback, but feedback Mm -hmm. is different from 
people who are projecting. And so you want to be asking for feedback on your really trusted uh, friends and don't share information with people that you're not sure that whether they will give you honest um, mm-hmm. feedback, but you know what I'm saying? So, yes. Yeah. yeah, it's true. Yeah. And you know who they are. You know who they are. Mm-hmm. And once you get into a flow, it really is a magical space with synchronous. You see it happening all the time. <laughs> Having that awareness around that spiritual connection, that spirit is really functioning in our lives, you know, moment to moment. It's really this co-creation that we're experiencing, you know, mm-hmm. from day to day. It really is a special magical place. That's it's actually like one of my favorite things about life is the magical side of this thing. It just it just happens. I um, took a recent trip um, for my birthday last month. And one of my signs is 444. And before I left on my birthday trip, I was seeing 444, 444, even the license plate in front of me when I got on the ferry to go to the airport. (laughs) And it was such a beautiful week and just so relaxing and so peaceful and so divine And on my second plane ride home, I watched um, City of Angels and it's one of my favorite movies, right? And I noticed before that on the building, you know, within Mm -hmm. the first five minutes of the movie, there's a huge 444 on the side of the building, (laughs) right? Then I had to rewind it and take a picture of it just so I could like capture that moment of, you know, just such gratitude, you know, for how spirit is functioning in my life and how it's showing up and how it's telling me, Hey, you know, we're here, you know, this was, you know, meant to be, you know, we are with you through this whole process. You know, it's such a magical experience. Yeah. I, I just learned uh, since I've been studying a little bit about the twin flame experience, 1111 is kind of a, a, a sign of twin flame experience. And my, my daughter was born on 1111. I'm like, figure that out. This is awesome. And what a coincidence that this podcast recording is airing on 2-2-2022. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> well, that makes my day. That totally does. I love it. <laughs> I love the two. Two is so, so, so powerful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. Um. Gosh, I want to, in the beginning, you were talking about your experience and your healing process and how you made that connection, you know, with um, the Atlantean part of yourself. I actually, you know, it keeps on popping up in my mind. So I think that we need to go back and kind of revisit that for people are having those same experiences, you know, either with Atlantis or with Pleiadians, you know, if they're star seeds or something like that. So you, can you talk a little bit more about your experience and maybe share some stories about people that you've been working with, maybe their experiences as well? Well, um, a, a sacred synchronicity was, uh, when I did live in Houston, I live in Santa Fe, New Mexico now, but I started my journey in Houston and there was a, a retreat center that I started doing my retreats at, and I didn't realize this, but the they had a facility you could rent, but over to the side, they had what they called their temple. And that was for kind of a unique um, type of, not religion, but practice, spiritual devotion. I didn't know anything about it, but I was in their library and I was, started to pull some books off and there's all these books about Atlantis. So this is a whole sect, I guess you'd say, I don't know how the right word to say it, but a whole uh, group of people who created a following. It started in England, I believe called White Eagle Lodge. And they are, know they're all descendants of Atlantis. So uh, my, husband before he was my husband was at that retreat he pulled a book off uh, the shelf and he saw uh like a depiction of a aircraft that 
the a high they called it a high flying aircraft which looked like something you know where you pedaled up in the sky or something and he said i was a pilot of one of these in atlantis anyway we've started to piece together so i think you know what i started to meet people and uh that was back in Houston many years ago, 15 or more years ago. I also met some healers in Houston who turned out we were all connected in Atlantis and we would sit around the kitchen table. There was four of us and hold hands and we tapped into our Atlantean lifetime together and started speaking in this. It's quite hilarious at the same time, because it sounds like gibberish, but we started speaking to each other in Atlantean and there's no translation, but you understood perfectly what the, what was being said. So I started having those kind of experiences. And then I moved here to Santa Fe and uh, uh, now I'm doing more connection with people all over the world than just locally. But um I think that's what happens is you remember like something sparks or if you, if you, re, if you tap into your Atlantean Akashic records, for example, you could do that. You could start to unravel who you were, what you, what was going on. I happen just to have a lot of remembrance through the man that I married and the friends that I had started to make. And then um, now, most recently, this whole thing came around as I started using Atlantean gifts, which were my ability to see into the soul. And when you tap into your gifts, I believe this is what is true for me, that your remembering will come in while you're using the gifts, because where do you think you got them? Like you, you honed or developed them or birthed them in that particular lifetime. And so the more you go into your spiritual gifts, the more you're going to remember. That's been my experience. And that's how I started doing the Atlantean healing. I'm like, this isn't Jan of 2022 now, sitting here, you know, just off the cuff thinking, oh, I think I'll do this. No, this is just, this is allowing spirit to bring to you what you already know and um so it's just it's just a a magical mystery tour right now with uh opening up those gifts like you did on christmas i guess and going well what about this (laughs) i love that a magic mystery tour I right. I'm waiting for teleportation to happen. Right? I would love that. <laughs> That'd be so fantastic if we could do that, you know, physically instead of just mentally or spiritually. It would be fantastic. <laughs> yeah, some people can. So maybe in the future, we'll see. And I love that. I love how you said that remembering too, because there is a space where we do go through that remembrance and we can bring those things to our, into our lives. And it's also a space of realizing, you know, that these gifts that I'm using, you know, it's tapping into old things that's, that have been with our soul, you know, in many lifetimes, right. That we're just bringing forward as we develop and age and bring in these new things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm 68 years old. Who would ever be thinking? I would have never thought I'd be starting my second career at this part of my life, but that I, what is retirement? I never planned to retire. I want to be wherever Mark's hovered to the end, you know, these kind of role models that led the way Louise Hay, and all of these amazing uh, women. So, um, I do think that allowing ourselves to just be in the moment, I mean, it sounds a little trite, I guess, but I think COVID was the emphasis on that, that had us stop, pause, 
and reevaluate. That was the gift in that. And it certainly has been for me. Me too. Uh, yeah. And I hope for many others too. You know, like you said, when you go through a tragedy, it uh, really does bring a different perspective and you start looking at life a lot differently. And I think that that's really been a gift worldwide. Uh, by the way, this is, you know, talking about death. Oh my gosh. Uh, so first my husband died in 2017. And then the man that helped me uh, uh, birth sacred synchronicity, I'm like, he passed away last year suddenly. I mean, like he laid down on Saturday night to go to bed and Easter morning, he was gone. But now he comes into um, many, if not all, probably more than maybe I realize sometimes, but he's coming into my sessions and uh, I don't, cons I don't do a lot of channeling really, but uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's a very strong player. But when he died, I thought, Oh no, I really am on this uh the magic of sacred synchronicity tour by myself. Mm. And then I, I realized, no, no, he's still out there midwifing it with me and uh, comes in at the right time. So, you know, that I learned this from my husband's death. I uh, watched him go from here and to the other side. And it is so, that veil is so, so thin. And so we, we, you know, that's, that's another part of this that I really love is, is connecting with, um, you know, our, our unseen friends and uh, allowing them to play a, a bigger part of my life. So much more fun. <laughs> yeah. So much more fun that you can maintain that connection that he can still, you know, keep doing the work with you from the other side. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and in a better way, I mean, uh, he's his energy from the other side is so strong. You know, I first time that that came in, I I spent the whole rest of the day in bed <laughs> oh. trying to integrate the energy. Yeah, so it, it's sometimes they uh, uh, can do a better, you know, more powerful work, I guess, from that that other side. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I personally love the fact that spirit is with me when I'm doing my healings. Mm -hmm. you know, they're always around. Yeah. 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 I like to do that for my podcast interviews too. I always set up space before the podcast, you know, that your healing team and my healing team be present and that the information that needs to be heard, you know, come through for the highest and best for everyone. I think that's important, you know, then. Yeah. And just the acknowledgement that spirit is always with us, always working with us, you know, always there to try to give us a helping hand, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had one of the hardest psychic sessions a few weeks ago. A, a longtime dear friend asked for a session and paid for it, you know? And um, I know that he had struggled with health problems. I thought, well, maybe he wants me to, you know, take him in the temple. I don't know what he's heard, but something drew him to do this. And um, again, you know, nobody gave me the handbook on how to do this. It's just kind of in the moment. But I saw his death. And um, I didn't want to say it but I had to, I was like, I can't bring my personality in, you know, that's, that's not what I'm here for. I'm just here as a messenger. And so I told him what I saw. Of course, he was quite taken back because that wasn't what he was hoping to hear, I'm sure. And the very next day, he'd gone back to his doctor to get results from tests that he'd had prior to our session. And he has type, he has stage four cancer in his lungs and lymph. So uh, it's really, his death is imminent. But what he came back to tell me, wanted us, we did another um, follow-up last week. 
He said, I want you to know that while I didn't like what you told me, if you hadn't told me that, I couldn't have heard what the doctor said and know that it was true. I would have fought it. Wow. And he said, now my wife and I can have these converse, have the conversations we need to have. And uh, those are difficult, but he said we needed to have it. And so they're actually co-creating this next transition where he leaves his body and he goes on to his next spiritual assignment. And I mean, it's just... Oh, that is so powerful. Uh, I, I was, you know, I'm sad and I'm validated at the same time that, um, you know, what we can do uh, to help our friends. Yeah, what a gift for him and his wife. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, Jan. Do you have any other stories that you might want to share with us? Oh, I helped somebody find meet her person. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, share that one. I know a lot of people are looking for their person. It's yeah, a lot of people, right you know, we all want, want that one, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if I were to, I, I didn't know her very well. I knew her a little bit. Um, I'll just say she was probably a happy being single person. But she approached me and said, I want to meet a person. So we started having some sessions together and she, you know, she was very resistant. No, I'm not going to do that. No, not having that. It was, that's where it started. It was, it was very resistant to uh -uh, not doing that. No, I tried that. That doesn't work, you know? And so it's kind of like, that's where we began. And so um, I just encouraged her to do my five step plan that I call the strategic attraction plan for attracting your perfect romantic partner. And that really helped her open because it's a very gentle, nurturing plan. It's not like, you know, I have to sign up for all the dating sites and I have to get myself out there, you know, because it's based on what's perfect for yourself, not on anybody else, not what anybody tells you to do. It's really just looking as inside of yourself to say, well, my perfect partner is going to love me with the 10 pounds I gained in COVID. You know, I don't have to go on a diet. And that was some of her fears. You know, the fears come up when you're first looking and maybe you've set out for a while, maybe, oh, I'm older. I have wrinkles. I have gained some weight. I'm, I, uh, you know, I have all these considerations but then I helped her to understand, no, you're looking for your divine compliment. Your divine compliment sees you. It sees your soul. Your souls are what complement each other. And they like you the way you are. They like how you wear your hair, the clothes you wear. And uh, anyway, so she started to get a little more confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was in the last session we had before the holidays and I met with her on Monday and guess what? She didn't have to get on a dating site. She was really opposed to that. And I'm like, you don't have to, you don't have to, I don't know how it'll happen. You don't have to, but basically her, her, a couple friend, the woman of the couple friend passed away. And she reconnected with the husband and who she'd known them for years. So they already had a comfort level. They already had similar interests. They already knew about each other's lives and they're dating now. Like, you know, like it's, you know, she's, she's now really need you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's fun. That's another example of, you know, sacred synchronicity. We think, oh, yeah, dating. I know how that's done these days. You got to do the online and all of that. But it's not necessarily true. Your, your divine partner is going to, you call them in when you're ready. And your soul says, I'm ready. Then things start to happen. Nice. Can you walk and us through briefly those five steps? 
I think our uh, listeners would be interested in that. Of course, of course. So um, the first step, and just write it down and you can fill these in later, is to describe the qualities, characteristics, and attributes of your perfect what? Do you want a dinner date? Do you want a soulmate? You know, you, you may be ready for a dinner date, but you're not ready for a soulmate. Or you may have been dating for a while and you're ready for that one uh, long-term commitment. So just describe them. And you've probably done this before. You know, you think about it at least. What, what do they look like? How do they act? What are some of their interests? And just start to, like you're painting a picture, but write it out in words. I call this your shopping list. Like if I were going to hand you, Liz, my shopping list for my perfect divine compliment, you would need to know some information before you go shopping, right? So that's what I, how I look at it, you know, that you want to make it enough of a description so that somebody could fulfill on it. And then step two is where you look at more of the, the interconnection. And step two, the title is identify what makes me, am I, whatever that is, divine compliment tick. What makes me and my divine compliment tick? And so you look inside yourself. This is the what gets me out of the bed uh, kind of approach of, of the plan. What is so important to me that I can't live without it? You know, that, you know, for me, hey, I've been dating and I didn't realize until I, I dated two men who were atheists. Mm-hmm. And then after the second one didn't work out and, and it was like, bonk on the head, I'm having one of these little self Jan talks. Why did I attract two atheists? And I looked back and I realized that when Alan died, my husband, that I felt disconnected spiritually. And I had been acting as if for several years, if as if I was spiritually connected when I really wasn't, I wasn't doing my connection. I wasn't speaking to the divine. I wasn't praying. I wasn't journaling. I wasn't, you know, really tuning in. And hence, you know, what came on my path were two people that are totally never going to be spiritually connected or a match for me. So that's when I realized I must have someone who's spiritually connected. That's what I'm about. That's what I need. And uh, a month later, I, I met my twin flame who, wow. whoa, be careful what you act for. Because <laughs> that really threw me right into a deep personal uh, spiritual con- journey. So that's step two is identify what is important to you in your, in your heart and soul. Step three, specify what I want, my perfect divine compliment to expect of me. This isn't about what I need to do to fill his expectations, but this is from his perspective or hers. They're looking, well, what do I want them to expect of me? I want them to expect of me. Well, if you want to do a new hairdo, I'll have, you know, new hair. I'll I'll live in a certain uh, geography. Uh, you know, if you like tango, I, I took, I've been taking tango lessons, you know, maybe, I, you know, a guy that I would meet would want to do tango. Um, you start to write out all the things I want them to expect of me, that I'm spiritually connected, of course, that I'm um, living true to who I really am, you know, and this is the part where you stop complaining that you don't have what you want. Like, this is the part where you don't point the finger out there anymore. I couldn't point it at those two men. You know, they shouldn't have, you know, been the way they were. I had to look at me and say, hey, why did I attract that? If that's not what I want, what do I really want? Mm. What must I have? And so that's step three. And then step four is to declare who I get to be. Like I have to step into the being of someone who's single and available. If I want to meet someone, I can't be closed down. The door 
can't be shut. I need to, you know, these, I, when you want to attract someone, there's a light, there's an energy that you send out that can be seen by your divine compliment. And so send that out. And so you have to declare who I'm being is and fill in the blank. Single and available, start there if you want, if that's what you want. And then take actions, that's number five. And if you take one action, that's what I recommend. Don't do a whole big list here. Just write down one attractive action. That's what I call an attractive action is that it's in alignment with what you want, what makes you tick, what's perfect for you and who you're being. Now, what's one action I could take to make that move forward? And so you, you come up with what that baby step action would be. And that's the five steps. Those are great. Yeah. Cool. How fun. And that really is, you know, really looking into like, what do I want? How do I want to be in a relationship? How do I want my partner to be in a relationship? And I think it's great that you had that experience, you know, with a couple dates where they weren't spiritual. So they gave you the gift of showing you what you wanted, you know, what you didn't want. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, that's how it shows up. Dating process. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it shows up. Okay, that wasn't good. Well, okay, learning here. Mm-hmm. We're a learning planet. So what do I what do I really want? Yes. Oh my gosh, so true. Such a learning planet. Yeah. Why am I attracting what I'm attracting? Right? The big question. And how do I switch yeah. that? I think that was a good yeah. point that you made too. What is it in yeah. me? Right. And I think it's like that with everything with business, clients, partners, friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. Yeah, we're we're not victims. You know, nobody did it to us. So the only power place to stand where we're truly in our personal power is to own it. I, I created that. Now, if that's not what I want, wanted to create, I get to create something better. Yes, I love that. That personal empowerment piece that yeah. really is so powerful. Absolutely. Yeah. Is there anything that we missed that you might want to share with our audience? Oh, wow. We covered a lot today. So, um, you know, I think we said so many things. Let's draw a card and see what the last card is. For today. Yeah, let's do that. That's fine. We'll use our, our magical powers here. This will be the unknown final message here yes the jewel of the day i like this it's a card called angel of balance and that's really what we spoke about today is just uh, balancing out our yin our yang our our everyday life our spiritual life you know our masculine our feminine all of that. And there's an angel for that, that you can call on. If you're feeling a little out of balance, just call on the angel of balance and say, Hey, help me come into alignment. I love that, Jan. Thank you. That was really sweet. Made in the show. Thanks. Love the angels. And how can people get a hold of you if they would like to work with you? I would love to hear from anybody. The best way is to, I do have a website of perfectcustomers.com. You can check me out. That's all my old stuff. And I'm in the process of creating a new one, but go ahead and write me at Jan at perfectcustomers.com. And um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. You can check me out there. So I'll be, uh, you know, if, if, Whenever somebody actually does a a psychic session with me, which I'm only charging $97 for right now, you also get a year membership in my uh, inner circle. And once a month, we come together and we have a topic and and we shine the light. We do a meditation. It's a wonderful, sweet group. And it's one of these where you're looking to surround yourself with like-minded, like-hearted people, soulful people. This is a a great place to do that. So anyway, you can write me about that if you want to learn more and I can tell you more about it. Wonderful, Jan. That's awesome. And your group sounds amazing. Yes. You might be hearing from me. 
Okay, cool. I'd love it. I'd love it. Thanks, Jan. This has been a pleasure to host you. Thank you so much. I have really enjoyed our conversation. Me too. Thank you so much, Liz. Thanks. And thank you everyone for joining me. I'm Liz Peterson, and this is Raise the Vibe with Liz. And remember to get out there and raise the vibe. Have a great day, everybody. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's show on Raise the Vibe with Liz. If you like this content and want to support me, please go to Patreon at Raise the Vibe with Liz or click the link in the description of this show. And remember, change starts with you. So get out there and raise the vibe. Thank you, everyone.